0: The best of the week on Relevant Radio.
1: With uncommon courage, we must do justice, not only by protecting innocent people in life, but by correcting injustice and rebuilding opportunities so that mothers and fathers can flourish. May we always realize that our wisdom and our strength is found by humbly seeking God's direction for the path ahead.
0: Benjamin Watson clip from the March for Life this year. As we're talking about being a pro-life Catholic here on the Inner Life today, thanks for joining us. So if you'd like to get in on the conversation, our number here is triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. Let's say hello to our spiritual director, Father Carter Griffin. Father Griffin is the rector of St. John Paul II Seminary in Washington D.C. Let's uh, go to the phones. Julia is calling in from Nevada. Good morning, Julia. Thank you for calling. Thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, how do you guys justify not getting an abortion in cases of where a woman is raped
1: thanks julia it's a it's a great question and it's also brought up sometimes in the question of somebody conceived incest or other ways that there can be you know real injustices and the first thing to point out is just that nothing that anyone is going to say is going to justify or should justify the rape itself right that is an injustice that is almost unspeakable and somebody who commits that needs to be brought to justice um, the question is, what happens to the child, right? And the child who is conceived is, of course, not guilty of rape. As painful as it is to say it, it needs to be said that, that killing that child would also be an injustice. And so the innocence of the child, I think you know one way to kind of think about this is that if the child had already been born, would the fact that the child had been conceived in rape justify killing the child? And of course, I don't think many people would say yes. But that it's not an easy thing. And so there, there is clearly the need for justice you know, for, to be done there and also an accompaniment for the woman in that period of, of giving birth to that child. Sometimes women who, who have children conceived in this way decide to have the child give up for adoption. But the fact is there's just no way around kind of the difficult statement to say that every child in the womb is innocent uh, and nothing, nothing can justify c- killing that child. So that would be the, how I would respond to that very difficult but very important question that you bring up.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think a lot of times this this question does come up and it is it is a good question. Thank you for asking it, Julia. Thanks for calling in and asking the question Um, is that it seems like or it can seem like in our modern society, the way that we think about or we're I think we're influenced to think about things that it seems like an injustice to the mother who is the victim of this horrible crime. right? Right. I mean, it's so deeply violating in so many ways, not just physically, but um, in so many ways. And then um, it seems to that, okay, now she's forced to carry this child to term. I mean, even if she decides to give it up for adoption. So, I mean, in that, I mean, in the face of that, and maybe this gets into something we want to talk about anyway, Father, but um, of course we want to show compassion to this woman who has suffered this deeply horrendous violation but at the same time and to to stand up for the life of the child within her womb as well. So any ideas or any any ways in which we can talk about this with compassion while not deviating from the truth of God?
1: Well, I mean, I think even as you laid the question out, I think you've given an example of, of what needs to be done there, right? We have to acknowledge what is some of the very painful emotional truths and also some of the ways of thinking about this and other issues that are that are kind of widespread today then to and to sort of start where people are, right? And if we just jump right into some of the weeds and kind of you know, tackle these difficult issues um, without sort of laying a certain amount of foundation before that, it's going to be very hard to have a conversation when so many assumptions are already there. And the assumptions are not always accurate, especially if they're drawn from the, a wider culture, which is you know, often in favor of, in favor of abortion and other anti-life measures. So I think we have to be very, very respectful of where people are and, and also very conscious that we set the right tone, you know, in mm-hmm. conversations, you know, that it's not just a question of kind of winning an argument or winning kind of political points, but, but actually acknowledging the care and the concern that we do have for the women involved and for others who are involved in abortions. I mean, the uh, even the, the doctors and the politicians and all those people who make it more possible for this to happen, I mean, they, they should still be in our prayers and we should always be wanting to. The there have been many, you know, very, very significant converts among them who have become some of the greatest advocates for the pro life movement. So, my own point is that just that we have an attitude which is not one of condemning, not one of kind of just winning arguments. I think that there are oftentimes these underlying assumptions or almost like a worldview that people bring to these conversations. And sometimes, rather than going right into the thick of the, con- of the argument or the discussion point itself, to kind of scale back a little bit, like, a how, well, how do we look at human beings, right? I mean, what, what are some of the assumptions we're making about the dignity of human beings? And those assumptions may not be the same on both sides. And, and if so, then it's not going to do a lot of good to talk about something downstream when you have a very different view of even what human beings are, I think one thing that we can try to do is offer to read something together, or maybe even read something like each of you gives an article to the other person. Like that could often, I found that to be really helpful sometimes because what it does is it sort of makes the discussion a little bit more, maybe not quite so emotional, you know, say like in in, in a family or something like that, where you can each look at something outside of yourselves and kind of talk about it. And sometimes that can lead to a more measured, and kind of rational discussion and i think you know if the person is a christian or is, is at least a believer you know to, to try to start with prayer vocal prayer out loud or at least just in your own heart you know praying to that person's guardian angel and your own um praying for wisdom praying for to the holy spirit for light i think all of those are kind of different aspects that we can bring to these to these discussions and mercy right we we, we cannot fail to talk about mercy. Mercy for the child, mercy for the mother, mercy for those who make all of this industry possible
0: recognizing that the person who may be disagreeing with us has still been loved into being and carries the dignity of his or her own uh, human life as well and we need to stand up for his or her life as well yeah anyway julia thank you so much for the call appreciate that good question and we'll continue to uh, speak about those types of things here on relevant radio and all of our different programs i'm sure so thank you for listening and thanks for calling in Hi, this is Patrick Conley. You can join me and listen on the relevant radio app to The Inner Life, live each weekday at 11 a.m. Central. And thanks for listening.